chapter eleven of the stowmarket mystery or a legacy of hate by lewis tracy this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by caroline chapter eleven mr okasaki in fifteen minutes brett was bowling along knight's bridge in handsome having left hume with a strict injunction to rack his brains for any further undiscovered facts bearing upon the inquiry and turn up promptly at ten o'clock next morning although the hour was late for calling upon a complete stranger the barrister could not rest until he had inspected the giro menage number seventeen was a long way from the ground level indeed the cats of kensington if sufficiently enterprising inhabited the floor above he rang and was surveyed with astonishment by a very small maid-servant is mr numagawa jiro at home he inquired no sir but mrs jiro is an infantine wail from one of the apartments showed that there was also a young jiro the maid neither advanced nor retreated she simply stood stock still petrified by the sight of a well-dressed visitor brett suggested that she should inform her mistress of his presence please sir whispered the girl are you from ipswich no from victoria street i only asked sir because master is particular about people from ipswich they upset missus so she vanished into the interior and came back to usher him into the drawing-room the flat was expensively furnished but very untidy he at once perceived however that the former mr okasaki was not romancing when he boasted of his artistic tastes the japanese articles in the room were gems of faience and lacquer-work the entrance of mrs jiro drew the barrister's eyes from surrounding objects he was momentarily stunned the woman was almost a giantess and amazingly stout in a tiny flat waited on by a diminutive servant and married to a japanese she was grotesque originally a very tall and fairly good-looking girl she had evidently blossomed out like one of the gorgeous chrysanthemums of her husband's favoured land assuredly she had acquired no japanese traits either in manner or appearance at first she seemed to be in a genuinely british bad temper but brett excelled in the art of smoothing the ruffled plumes of femininity what is it she demanded surveying him suspiciously i wish to see mr jiro he said 
but permit me to apologize for making such an untimely call as he is not at home i must not trouble you beyond inquiring a likely hour to see him to-morrow he smiled so pleasantly that the lady became more complacent he may not be very long she commenced but the youthful giro's voice was again heard in fretful complaint my baby is not well to-night she explained poor little darling said brett he was tempted to add what is its name but refrained won't you sit down said mrs giro as i was saying my husband may not be very long she was fated not to complete that doubly accurate sentence for at that moment a key rattled in the outer door here he is she announced and mr giro entered it was fortunate that the gravity of his errand no less than his power of self-control kept brett from laughing as it was he smiled very broadly when he greeted the master of the flat for the little man was small even for a japanese the contrast between him and his helpmate was ludicrous he could not possibly kiss her unless she stooped nor would his arm encircle her shoulders and how is my pretty carasu he asked regarding his wife fondly don't call me that nummy she cried turning to brett she explained he calls me a crow and says it is a compliment but i don't like it in japan the crow speaks with the voice of love grinned jiro well it sounds funny in london so just attend to this gentleman he has come to see you on business mrs jiro forthwith seated herself to listen to the conclave brett though warned by the maid's remark could not help himself so he went straight to the point over a year ago he said you were in ipswich instantly a severe chill fell upon his hearers the man shrank the woman expanded but before either could utter a word the barrister continued personally i know no one in ipswich i have only visited the town twice during Annecy's week it has come to my knowledge that you gave the police some information with reference to a japanese weapon which figured in a noted crime and i have ventured to come here to ask you for additional details mrs giro heaved a great sigh of relief my gracious she cried you did startle me i can't bear to hear the name of ipswich nowadays i was married from there indeed said brett with polite interest yes and my people are always hunting me up and making a row because i married mr giro 
sometimes they make me that ill that i feel half inclined to go with him to japan he is always worrying me to leave london but the more i hear about japan the less i fancy it ah uh, my own little gun broke in her husband there you go again she snapped calling me a gan a goose indeed now mr brett how would you like to be called a wild goose i have often deserved it he said you do not understand chirped jiro in japan the goose is beautiful elegant it flies fast like a white spillet his english was almost perfect but in words containing a rolled r he often substituted an l i understand enough to keep away from japan a place where they have an earthquake every five minutes and people live in paper houses besides look at the size of your women-folk just imagine me mr brett walking about among those little dolls like a turkey among tomdits we give fat people much admiration said jiro nummy i do hate that word fat i can't help being tall and well developed but it is only short women who become fat she hissed the word venomously as if she possessed the scorpion's fabled power to sting herself evidently mrs jiro dreaded corpulence more than earthquakes brett had never previously met such a strangely assorted couple he would willingly have prolonged his visit for mere amusement but he was compelled to return to the cause of his presence unless he asked direct questions he would make no progress he took from his pocket-book the drawing made in the black museum and handed it to the japanese saying would you mind telling me the meaning of that jiro screwed his queer little eyes upon the scrawling characters the methods of writing in the far east being pictorial and inexact require scrutiny of the context before a given sentence can be correctly interpreted the little man made no trouble about it however they are old characters he said in japan we joke a lot every sign has several meanings this can be led two ways it is a proverb and says a new field gives a small clop or human life is but fifty years where did you see it on the blade of the kokatana that killed sir alan hume fraser answered brett and now he experienced a fresh difficulty the japanese face is exceedingly expressive when a native of the island empire smiles or scowls exhibits surprise or fear he apparently does these things with his whole soul 
such facial plasticity provides far more effective concealment of real emotions than the phlegmatic indifference of the briton who in the words of emerson requires pitchforks or the cry of fire to arouse him it is possible to throw an englishman off his guard by a shrewd thrust but mr numagawa jiro was one of those persons whose lineaments would reveal the same amount of pain over a cut finger as a broken leg nevertheless brett's reply did unquestionably make him jump and even mrs jiro's bulging features became anxious is that possible said the japanese it is very strange the police gentleman did not tell me about it he did not know of it until to-day explained brett and that is why i am here now it is the motto of some important japanese family is it not it is a proverb repeated jiro who evidently intended to take thought so i understand but used in this way it represents a family a clan i do not know what a man so interested in his country's art as to go to an out-of-the-way english provincial town merely to see a small knife must surely be able to decide such a trivial matter as the use of mottoes on sword-blades mr jiro's excellent knowledge of english seemed to fail him but his wife took up the defence my husband had more to think about in ipswich than a small knife mr brett very much more but it was the knife which brought him to the place he carried the major attraction away with him mrs jiro thought this sounded nice she turned to her husband why don't you tell the gentleman all you know about it nummy the little man looked at her curiously before he spoke to the barrister i have nothing to tell he said i told the police all that they asked me that was a very old kokatana a hundred years old it was made by a famous artist i have told you the meaning of the lighting that is all i know why did you give your name at ipswich as okasaki demanded brett oh that is very easy okasaki is my family name you english people say it quicker than numagawa jiro so i give it but when i got married i used my latin name japanese law does not permit the change of names now my proper name is numagawa jilo which he pronounced jilo you told the detective at ipswich that the device on the handle represented the setting sun how did you know the sun was setting and not rising it was a haphazard shot the description was hume's not winter's again the japanese paused before answering 
it was shown by the way in which the gold was used japanese artists have symbols for ideas that is one thank you i imagined you recognized the device and could speak off-hand in the matter by the way do you use a typewriter yes said mrs jiro my husband is clever at all that sort of thing and when he found the people could not read his writing he bought a machine i have sold it again interfered jiro after a hasty glance around the room and i am going to buy another mrs jiro rose to stir the fire unnecessarily they are most useful said brett which make do you prefer they are all very much alike answered the japanese but i am going to buy a yost or a hammond i am very much obliged to you for receiving me at this late hour said the barrister rising but before i go allow me to compliment you on your remarkable knowledge of english i am sure you are indebted to your good lady for your idiomatic command of the language i studied it for years in japan began jiro but in vain for his very much better half resented the word idiomatic i don't know about that he snorted he talked a lot of nonsense when we were married but i've made him drop it and he is teaching me japanese his task is a pleasant one it is the tongue of poetry and love again there was a pause a minute later brett was standing in the street trying to determine how best to act he was fully persuaded that jiro had in the first place identified the crest as belonging to one of the many samurai clans but the motto was new to him and its discovery had revealed the particular family which claimed its use why did he refuse to impart his knowledge there must be plenty of japanese in london who would give this information readily again why did he lie about the typewriter and endeavour to mislead him as to the make of the machine he used to-morrow for a certainty jiro would dispose of the remington which he now possessed well he should meet with a ready purchaser if a letter from brett to every agency in london would expedite matters he did not credit jiro with the death of sir alan hume fraser nor even with complicity in the crime the japanese had acted as the unwitting tool of a stronger personality and the little man's brain was even at this moment considering fresh aspects of the affair not previously within his ken moreover how maddening the whole thing was beginning with hume's fantastic dream he reviewed the hitherto unknown elements in the case capella's fierce passion and queer behaviour culminating in a sudden journey to italy 
margaret's silent agony the existence of an argentine cousin the evidence of rabbit jack the punning motto of the cocatana giro's perturbation and desire to prevent his wife's unconscious disclosures with the final item came the ludicrous remembrance of that ill-assorted couple laughing brett hailed a hansom chapter eleven